hello. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to the Not The Top 20 betting show. I think this is number five or six, number five of the season. Uh, and I'm Ali Maxwell. And on the line with me is George Ellick. George, it's lovely to talk to you. We've had a, well, we haven't spoken for a, pretty much a week, which feels a bit strange. Yeah, I can't believe I'm going to see you again tomorrow. Um, so I'm unbelievably exciting. I can't wait to see you. Did you enjoy doing a podcast with David Jones, who filled in for me on Monday? I listened back and I thought it was excellent, but not to the extent that I think you should be thinking of, <laughs> of getting rid or, or going for some sort of swap deal with Sky Sports, although I'm sure they'd be, they'd be interested, at least, in, in what you're offering. Well, the reason why I was just so overly gushing um, was because I've had so many messages <laughs> on Twitter saying that, asking if, if David's going to be coming back, if you're all going to be coming back, and uh, saying how much they enjoyed the two of us together. So maybe... You know, if if we ever covered the top twenty, it'll just be me and uh, me and David, and then I can leave you for the EFL stuff. So, so many. You didn't have to say so many messages. You could have I said was, it, literally inundated, literally. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we need to get you slagging off a team again, so your mansions can be filled up with some more normal stuff and none of this sycophantic uh, joy and pleasure at, at uh, what was I thought a, a sort of seven out of ten podcast to be honest um, <laughs> look um, look we're going to be going through the weekend and our best bets uh, the same format as we've done all season a nap and then two extra teams that we'll be backing and a bonus bet as well last week went very well for you uh, you were three out of three in terms of the teams that you selected Reading were your nap big away win at a great price Leeds and QPR as well, both winning uh, and Fulham minus two. Less said about that, the better. But that was a, a long price, of course. My Nat Wickham won, never in doubt, despite being the most ridiculous game in which it certainly <laughs> was in doubt for the most part. But, uh, you know, their character versus Southend's character currently, as, as intangible as that is, was as that is, was quite clear. Uh, my Burton draw no bet was a push as they drew uh, Cheltenham was a loser as they drew as well and Theo Vassell did not score first so we ride again uh, we would just say to those listening that gambling is of course for over 18s only and we'd ask that anyone listening to this uh, go to gambleaware.org to find out the risks around gambling we just ask that you don't bet more than you can afford to win uh, we are going to pick our best bets ahead of the weekend George so uh, tell me where you've landed here it's an interesting slate this weekend it's late. I love it. Um, re- reinventing, you know, gambling lingo there. Um, <laughs> my, my my nap is Bristol City to beat Middlesbrough at eleven to ten, um, which seems very generous indeed. Bristol City. If you can be going under the radar after five games, I reckon they're probably the team going under the radar um, after a, a slowish start. Uh, they're still, I think, um, unbeaten in the league so far this season. And their last three games have yielded nine points against three teams in, in Queen's Park Rangers, Derby and Hull, all of whom I think will be, um, you know, fine at worst, if that makes sense. Despite Hull's tricky start to the season, I think they'll be mid-table. Um, I've been really impressed with, with QPR. And um, Derby are currently one of those data teams who are struggling to get good, uh, good results, but, but the, the signs in the XG and the underlying shot data is all pretty good. So... Um, three really impressive wins there, and you're looking at the changes they've made to their team. I think in Benikafobe, they've now got a striker who can um, be prolific because, for all of his strengths, Juju doesn't like a, a striker who's going to get you more than um, 13, 14 goals in, in a good season. And so, bringing Afobe in up top with him provides that that threat with Vyman in behind as well. So, a, a team who I think were, were tipped for big things before the season started, a manager in Lee Johnson who who we like a lot, um, who's 
on a bit of a winning run. And we know that those winning runs normally tend to continue for a little bit longer, um, as do the losing runs. Not to bang that drum too much with all streaky Lee. Uh, and they're playing against the Middlesbrough team, who this is their third game on the road so far this season. And um, they drew three all on, on opening day against Luton, and they got they were beaten one nil at Blackburn. So one point from the two. Um, you're looking at some some of their previous uh, recent results as well. Um, they were very very lucky to beat Wigan one nil at home. Uh, a, a poor Wigan team had the the better chances of that game, and I, I think Asombolonga's goal was the first shot the Middlesbrough had uh, in that match after about 35 minutes and, and they did well to hang on. Again, didn't put Millwall to the sword either. Um, Millwall, a, a team who, who find it very difficult on the, uh, playing away from home. So, I, I, having initially urged some patience with Jonathan Woodgate, I think that still has to be the case because it's his first job and he's got a hell of a task on his hand to, you know, to, to rejuvenate the squad and bring through certain players whilst also changing the style of football. But, um, Bristol City here, I think, uh, are quite clearly the better team, enjoying home advantage on a very good run. Um, I th- uh, Paddy Power are currently 10 to 11. I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised at all if they were odds on across the board come Saturday, 3 o'clock. Um, but 11 to 10 is available with Bet Victor, uh, Bet Fred, and Black Type. And that seems like a cracking bet. Well, given that we're 7 for 8 so far in our naps, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the mere sight or sound of George Ellick napping up. This pick will make uh, will make the market sit up and take note. I'm being slightly facetious, of, of course, but you never <laughs> I'd, know. I'd be very surprised. <laughs> anyway, um, my nap is Wigan to beat Barnsley at home. Uh, it's uh, it's it's. I'm already worried just saying it out loud because, of course, this Wigan team is not in great nick. But then again, nor is this Barnsley team. Uh, both teams are looking for their first win since opening day. Both of them started with such promise and have since made their fans a, a little concerned, I think. Possibly Wigan more so than Barnsley, maybe because of, of higher expectation as we started the season. But I'm here to tell you why I think Wigan are a good bet at 2.25. Uh, that's with Bet Victor and Bet Fred as well as we record on Thursday evening. At Wigan last season, we remember pretty clearly that they were good at home and they were bad away. That was fairly standard fare on the betting show last season. In fact, they were they were 10th in the home table, so they weren't right up there in terms of the league in general. Not sensational, but they only lost four out of 23, but they only won two out of 23 away from home. So they got 79% of their points at home. Uh, that is clear that there was this huge disparity between their home and away form. It's something that we sort of try to get to the bottom of, and it's quite difficult to know exactly why. But this season, they beat Cardiff on opening day at home. They lost, of course, to Leeds, having gone down to 10 men very early in that game. It's away from home where they've really looked very poor, um, losing both, uh, losing all three of their away games so far. Big one for me here is, is less so focusing on Wigan, but more so focusing on Barnsley. Uh, last season, again, they had a bit of a difference between their home and away form, but only because their home form was so good. All seven of their league defeats came on the road. Uh, Their away record was fourth in League One, so by no means terrible, but just simply not as comfortable there as they were at home. And that has continued to some extent through this season. Uh, Their two away games so far, they've lost 2-0 in both of them to Birmingham and to Sheffield Wednesday. But the big thing for Barnsley here that's caught my eye is the team news, which is quite rare for the betting show because often when we record... You're only getting dribs and drabs and it's hard to sort of fully trust in in what you're reading. But what seems very clear based on the reporting out of the club today is that they're going to be without their goalkeeper, Radlinger, 
who's out for a few months. Uh, Bambo Diaby, the centre-back, and crucially for me, Corley Woodrow. Uh, they're all out injured, at least for this weekend. And they're also missing Dimi Cavare, who, a little bit under the radar, has completely fallen out of favour with Stendhal. Suggestions of attitude problems or something behind the scenes. So they are just very light at the back uh, and missing that Woodrow factor as well. When he was out last week, they played Tiam through the middle with Wilkes, Barra and Thomas behind. And it's just a completely different proposition with, with Tiam through the middle. I'm not even sure Tiam should be starting out wide, certainly not through the middle for me. They have got Patrick Schmidt, who they signed very late in the window, who's a striker. I think he's fit, but he's only played 17 minutes so far in, in three appearances on the bench. Um, he hasn't got off the bench in two of those three, so not sure how maybe ready he is to play for this team. So I, I, I think it's it's really a, a big concern for Barnsley heading into this game without a lot of key players and in very poor form and not particularly good away from home and really clinging to the fact that Wigan are hopefully still okay at home despite being very poor away. So that's my reasoning. It's Wigan uh, at home, 2.25 with Bet Victor and Betfred. I'm looking to keep up my 100% record with the Naps uh, and let's see how it goes. Where are you going for your next best bets, George? Well, I've got, you know, we've got two, haven't we? So the first one, yes, I'll, we I'll do. stick in the championship. Well, because I, I was, I didn't know if this was going to be my next best, but it's it's one of the next two. It's either your um, second or your third best. Well, I'm not going to label them like that. They're on a, they're on a level playing field. But um, yeah, QPR away at Sheffield Wednesday um, are bigger than three to one. And I think that's pretty decent because that is 33 to 10 with Royal Panda, um, which is a, a bookie that I don't think many uh, people may have heard of, but that's the biggest price. So that's what I'm going to go for here. And um, Sheffield Wednesday have got the season off to a decent start under Lee Bullen. There's no denying that. They haven't conceded a goal yet at Hillsborough. So the, the home form is pretty decent. And, you know, we spoke the other day about the, the Athletic article about their wide players early on in the season. And there's no doubt that the addition of, of Harrison Murphy has certainly given them a different threat. And, you know, it wouldn't be a shock necessarily uh, at all to see them win this game. But I, I do think that QPR are maybe still a little bit undervalued. Uh, I spoke before their game um, last weekend about how they performed really, really well in, t- in two defeats. Um, the Swansea game, especially you know, Swansea since since beating three two in, in a fortuitous midweek midweek victory, have gone from strength to strength to strength. But QPR, having gone behind against Wigan on Saturday, absolutely dominated them. Um, I think they had over twenty shots and uh, twenty shots in the match. Uh, they battered them uh, in terms of the the xG count. Um, a very easy continuing to show just how good he is at this level. Um, Ilyas Chair getting his first start and slotting in very very well indeed. Uh, and it just feels still to me as if this QPR team under Mark, Mark Warburton um, are a little bit better than everyone thinks they might be. And if they can continue to put in attacking performances as they have done, I mean, there are concerns at the back. Um, you sent me a very funny clip of Jan Barbe's defending uh, last night against Portsmouth. Um, but I have a feeling part of that is probably down to it being the Carabao Cup rather than the league and, and not really being too fussed about, about going out there. Um, and yeah, as I say, they, they were very good um, for, for their for their win against Wigan, they played well against Bristol City at Ashton Gate and lost two 0 They played well at home to, to Swansea and lost three one. Um, but I think if they turn up and put in a similar performance as all three of those games, um, they'll cause Sheffield Wednesday real 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 trouble. So I think that the market um, favours the home team a little bit too much. Uh, some firms odds on, and you know if you ask me who's more likely to win a game of football this weekend between Sheffield Wednesday and Bristol City. Uh, 
I mean, I think I think the answer, in my head at least, is fairly obvious, and it's not Sheffield Wednesday. So, yeah, at 33 to 10, so 4.3 um, for for your decimals, so just a shade under 130. Uh, that's my QPR pick, my second pick in the championship. Nice. I've got nightmares about Barbe trying to handle the movement and the the strength aerial strength especially of Stephen Fletcher but don't forget George that his progressing passing numbers are so good as to almost cancel out uh, a real no, lack of uh, a real lack of defensive ability never forget that uh, look Forest are my pick next uh, they are at home to Preston exactly the same price best price that is 2.25 this time with black type um, to beat Preston at home this weekend and I think I'm going to start by talking about Preston who have lost both their away games so far this season against Millwall and against Swansea. Uh, probably one good half out of four there. That was the first half against Swansea, but then really chucked that game away. And against Millwall, uh, early on in the season, they didn't turn up at all. They've obviously had some good results recently. Uh, two wins in their last two league games, both of them at home. I was at one of those games against Stoke the other day. I touched on it last week. And they were, I would say quite good or possibly if I was being a bit more negative I would say they were okay Preston but I wouldn't go much further than that they were well they just simply didn't have to be very good to beat that Stoke team they were gifted two goals of course by Jack Butland to go ahead in that game from what was essentially two pot shots uh, and then they beat Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday 2-1 and again gifted two goals really by the clumsy defending of Moses Odebajo gave away two penalties in that game so uh, given the nature of those goals, I'm I'm definitely not getting carried away by this Preston team. Uh, it's fairly clear to me that there is still somewhat of a striker conundrum. They just don't have any option really up front with the all-round game that I think you'd be looking for from a number nine in your in your four-three-three formation. So they've been trying Barkhazen, trying to use his pace, uh, which is fine. But you know if that's if, if there's a defensive team that can maintain a deep line and a good structure, then that's kind of negated to some extent. You've got Stockley, who's obviously a strapping lad, but I think that the consensus is he's struggling a little bit with the with the higher pace or the higher quality of championship football. So, uh, And Maguire, he seems to like playing off the left, which is not necessarily where I expect him to play. So um, I think they're going to find it tough to score against a Forest team that I'm getting more and more encouraged by. You spoke to Paul Taylor on the Monday podcast, and he mentioned that they do just look a lot more solid. Part of that is Worrell and Dawson forming a real sort of old and young partnership at the back, but also with the options they have in front of, of the defence, making making them just look a lot tighter, a lot more compact. That's Sam Basau, who came in in the summer, Ben Watson thriving, of course, um, and uh, the other chap, Samedo it is, who has a slightly different role when he plays, more of a, a ball carrier. I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start this weekend. So, uh, you know, added to the fact that Graben is is firing, Lolly is is on form as well. You know, their their starting eleven looks very very strong and we wondered whether the the players on the fringes and there's a lot of them might might be disruptive in some way. But so far Lamucci seems to be handling it and they had such a good result in midweek, albeit in the cup, but it means a lot against Derby. Um it's not all perfect. I think there's probably a bit, a bit more creativity to come uh, from, from the central midfield, from whoever's going to play that, that advanced eight or that number 10 role, whether it's Silver or Carvalho when he comes back. But 
I'm just feeling very good about Sabri Lamucci. The start he's made at Forest. I'm impressed with the team. I think the atmosphere will be fantastic after an amazing week for the club. Uh, and I'm backing them to win at home against Preston at uh, 2.25. So one more next best, one more team to get with. George, who are you going with? Are you sticking in the championship as usual? No, down to League Two. Um, Lovely. And the price has moved a bit today, but there's still a bit of 27 to 20 with Unibet around on Scunthorpe to beat Carlisle. Scunthorpe winless this season, just the one point. Paul Hurst coming under some pressure, but I think the signs are there that maybe they've been a little bit unlucky, especially on Saturday where they were beaten by Macclesfield um, in a game where Paul, Hurst, Paul Hurst, again, couldn't really believe they had managed to lose it. They, they basically had the better of the game, had the more of the ball, the better of the chances. Um, I think had about the third or fourth most shots in the whole EFL in the game. I think they ranked very highly for shots inside the box as well. So just one of those performances, I mean, there's no way, given their squads and the players they have at their disposal and the manager that they've got, there's just no way that they should be in 24th position. And I'm pretty sure they won't be. Uh, Would there be very long... any concern about a, a more of an intangible issue, more of a, a mental issue or a character flaw in this squad? No. <laughs> um, we're, we're, well, I mean, you're, you're very in. much in the minority there. I know, in terms of what the fans think. I mean, anyway, they, of course, of course, of course, there might be. But the, the fact is that even even the worst teams in the league, even teams who are genuinely genuinely rubbish, don't lose every game. It just doesn't happen. So even if there is, it's a similar thing. I'm going to talk about it with Stoke in a second. Like, just because a team are 24th in the league and playing poorly, that doesn't mean they're going to lose every week. And you've got to find times and, and occasions where they are going to pick up points because come February or, or March, there is going to be a team in League Two, there's going to be a team in League One who are quite clearly really, really bad and they're still going to be on probably 25 points. Um, so it's not as simple as just saying that they're rubbish, they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, with Scunthorpe, as I said, they, they had the better of the game against Macclesfield. They've got quite clearly the technical ability within their team and within their squad to be very good. And it looks like that happened. And there was a, a bit of a turning of the corner and they didn't get the result they deserved. But that is enough evidence there to suggest that the price is probably wrong. And, you know, as I say, it's all blue. Um, they've been backed across the board today. But they're coming up against the Carlisle team who it's pretty difficult to have anything optimistic to say about at the moment. The last three league games, they've conceded two goals in each of them, picking up just the one point. That was at home to Salford, who haven't been particularly impressive. Um, they lost at home to Mansfield. Mansfield's only win so far of the season in the league. Uh, they were beaten 2-0 away at Cheltenham in a game that, where they didn't really turn up. Uh, if, I think for Scunthorpe fans and for Paul Hurst, this is a game where they can exert their quite clear um, advantage, technical advantage, You know, basically everything. I, I think that even though Scunthorpe are the team propping up the table at the moment, um, it's a very, very small sample size and, and, and they're definitely, uh, this is a game that they'll look to in order to, to turn around those fortunes. So um, there might be issues um, with, with mentality and, and uh, confidence issues at the club and this is a perfect time to rectify it. And if they put in a performance as they did on Saturday at home against uh, a poor team, then then they'll win. So 27 to 20, Scunthorpe to finally get off the mark. Yeah, it might be a kiss of death, but they were on my shortlist as well. I didn't mean to fire you up with my uh, with my comment. I was just, you know, playing a bit of devil's advocate, which <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know, everyone's very well. I normally just turn off, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, my my last uh, of the sort of uh, individual team selections is MK Dons to win away 
at Accrington Stanley. The best price for that is currently 2.8. So just a tick or two under uh, two to one here. Uh, again, I, I don't like to start with a negative, but I do often start on, on the opposition. It's been a really tough start for Accrington. The last game they won was against Olympique Marseille uh, in a friendly in July, or at least as far as I can see. And uh, since then, they've had a very tough time since the season started. Um, they've lost away from home at two good, good teams in Lincoln and Fleetwood. Uh, they had a, a game that was postponed against Berry, of course, and they have lost at or they lost at home to Shrewsbury in a game they would have feel they would have felt pretty hard done by to lose uh, and got a draw against a Wimbledon side who I'm very very concerned about. So it's been a tricky start. A key key part that I'll bring up early here is that after Sean McConville's red card last weekend, he'll be missing this weekend. And I think although you must be careful not to put too much importance uh, on an individual player in a in a team sport with 11 players on a team, uh, as players go and with the value to their individual team, you have to put McConville pretty high up in League One terms. Certainly last season, it was his goals and his assists that, that kept them you know, just about above uh, the relegation zone. And, of course, Billy Key has been a talismanic attacking player for them over the last few years as well. Uh, and he is still uh, missing for personal reasons. He hasn't played yet this season. And I think that it's quite clear they are not quite as um, not quite as sharp, certainly without Key, and definitely when McConville's missing. He, he very rarely misses games, and they are going to miss him a lot. So... Uh, I'm a bit concerned about them. MK Dons has had a, a, a mixed start to the season, haven't they? Good wins against Shrewsbury and Lincoln, uh, a late loss at, at Wickham and a very heavy defeat to Posh last week, which you know just looked like one of those 4-0 results that I don't think they played terribly. I think it's fair to say they struggled with some pretty immense individual quality from the opposition. Madison scoring from range, Tony scoring from a, a Madison set piece, which happens to almost every team in the league. And then Ice is scoring two very well-taken goals as well. So I'm trying not to get too turned off by that here. I'm I'm convinced that they are a decent League One team, possibly not as good as I thought they would be pre-season, but I haven't taken too much of a hit there. Uh, and I am concerned with Accrington, as explained. So MK Dons to beat Accrington away from home this weekend uh, is my pick. What's your, what's your bonus bet, George? We're not doing that well so far with the bonus bets I suppose yeah, I in their nature we are <coughs> looking for you know they are I, I suppose this season's equivalent dare I say of the long shot well my, um, mine's a bit shorter this time okay um, but it's Stoke to beat Birmingham to nil uh, Birmingham <coughs> are I guess the Jekyll and Hyde team um, of the championship of the EFL this season where I mean normally it's away from home but they've had a couple of games namely that the Forest game and the um, Swansea game, where they have just been a, a non-existent team, if that makes sense. They they have zero attacking intent, um, zero ball-playing ability, fragile at the back. Uh, both both teams carved them open so many times. But then sandwiched in between them is a 2-0 win against Barnsley, where they were very, very good and deserved their win. But Barnsley, sadly, don't look very good. And I think that is possibly the reason for that result. Um, Stoke have had a shocking start to the season no getting away from it um, but as a believer in, in the data side of things until they, they came up against the best team um, one of the best teams I think we've ever seen in the championship in Leeds uh, they'd conceded the fewer shots in the league Jack Butland had made four errors leading to goals I mean this is the kind of stuff that isn't going to continue and whether it's Federici 
um, or I mean, or Adam Davis or Jack Button in goal on on uh, Saturday. Um, I think they've got the tools to keep Barnsley, Birmingham, I should say, pretty much at bay. Um, I saw an interesting stat today posted by InfoGoal of how many bigger than 0.35 xG chances each team had created, and Birmingham were the only team in the championship with zero. Um, given that we've seen at the back end of last season that Nathan Jones did get Stoke very well organised and so defensively, and even this season, despite their poor poor performance, and if you look further than just the league table, the fact that they were, were stubborn in terms of shots conceded, um, I think Birmingham will have their work cut out here to create anything. And Stoke do have the tools at their disposal to, to beat, well, to cause Birmingham real trouble. We've seen, I think, worse <coughs> attacking lineups um, score plenty of goals against them here. So, uh, I guess in a similar vein to, to the Scunthorpe bet, you know, Stoke aren't as bad as they're looking at the moment. They are going to pick up points. I don't think they're going to be relegate, fighting off relegation. And this is a great opportunity for them to do so. And I think the, the Birmingham's struggle to create and Stoke's ability to, to suffocate, I guess, which is a bizarre thing to say about a team who are leaking goals for fun, but I still believe in it, uh, means that this should be, again, it falls into the lap of them. So at three to one, Stoke to win to nil. And tell me, George, as a as a backer of Stoke, would you rather see Jack Butland or Adam Federici in goal this weekend? I'd rather see Adam Davis in goal. Um, Not going to happen, I'm afraid. He was I know, he I was know. on the bench I'm, for the Carabao Cup game, so he is alive and not yeah. injured, but hasn't made the bench in any league game yet. I know. Um, I'd probably prefer to have. I'd probably prefer to have Federici in the moment, just because you have to wonder about the how the back four would find having someone so devoid of confidence playing a goal behind them, if that could have an impact across the whole team. So, And Federici is a perfectly capable keeper. And I don't think they're going to need much better than perfectly capable on Saturday. There you go, Nathan. That's the simple choice made for you by George Ellick. And my bonus pick is uh, first goal scorer. And you will be shocked to hear that this particular first goal scorer pick plays uh, in central defence. And uh, he's called Ludwig Oman. And he is a very large Swedish man who plays for Grimsby Town. Now, Grimsby have scored the most set-piece goals in League 2 per instat. Uh, Two from corners, three from free kicks, one of which was a a shot last weekend from Clark, but the other two very much balls sort of hoisted into the box going the aerial route. And this, I must admit, and I must credit, has come from a conversation I had uh, with a Grimsby fan who I'm very close with. uh, And he pointed out that their targets essentially from set pieces are about as good as it gets uh, at that level and you're talking about James Hansen first and foremost here who is still winning aerial balls for fun in League Two. Uh, He's already scored a header from a corner this season, he's scored a couple of other goals, he's looking really really sharp, looks like a fantastic signing Uh, but they also have Luke Waterfall who last season at Shrewsbury was generally considered to be a very poor League Two, uh, sorry League One defender but had real value in his goal threat for that team uh, and Oman as well who is large and who wins a very large percentage of his aerial duels so three really good targets um, Waterfall out of the centre-backs is is the most likely but that is reflected in his shorter price because he's got goals behind him last week for example and for Shrewsbury last season you can you can only really find about 28 to 1 um, for Waterfall so we've slightly missed the the price in a way there but I think early in the season you can find defenders who maybe haven't scored 
for a while who the bookies are comfortable putting at, at more like 50, 60 to 1. And that's what we get here with, with Omen. Um, you can either go with Bet Victor at 60 to 1, uh, but they don't offer the each way terms. Or you can go with Skybet at 50 to 1 uh, with the each way terms. Uh, another part to this is they're playing against Walsall away from home, Grimsby. And I think it's going to be really cagey. I think it's going to be very low scoring. Walsall scored one in each of their first two games this season, but have drawn a blank in their last three. You know, they still look, as you'd expect from a Clark team, well-drilled and, and energetic, where there seems to be a real disconnect between the midfield and the strikers. The strikers are struggling to create chances for themselves, and they are just simply struggling to create a lot of good chances. So I think Grimsby will be, you know, they're not going to be going gung-ho away from home. They'll be happy for it to stay fairly cagey, and they'll absolutely fancy their, that they can have some joy from set pieces. So... Um, I think the price is wrong for Omen. I don't think uh, a centre-back playing for this Grimsby team should be 60-1, to 1, essentially, to score first. So he's back in the team this weekend. We are backing him to score first, or at least I certainly am. I'm not sure if anyone's joining me. Uh, but one day I'm going to land one, just like I did at the end of last season with Liam Cooper, uh, and everyone's going to be happy. So that's my bonus bet. George, just before we leave the listeners for the weekend, <coughs> run me through your selections, please. Yeah, so the nap is Bristol City to beat Middlesbrough. Um, I I think was say eleven to ten. Yeah, uh, thirty-three to ten for QPR to go to Hillsborough and get three points. Scumthorpe to finally get their first win of the season uh, at home to Carlisle at twenty-seven to twenty, and finally Stoke to win to nil against Birmingham at three to one. Okay, good stuff. My selections are Wigan. To beat Barnsley, uh, they are my nap going for 5 out of 5 this season, 2.25 best price. Same price for Forrest to beat Preston at home this weekend. And MK Dons away at Accrington at 2.8, my third selection. My bonus pick is Ludwig Oman, either 60-1 to 1 with Bet Victor, which may not last, or 50-1 to 1 elsewhere with the each-way term, Skybet specifically. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. George, it was a pleasure to be back on the airwaves with you. Um, I hope that... The some of the listeners have enjoyed the return of uh, of the original host uh, as much as Dave <laughs> Jones was exceptional on the Monday pod. And if you haven't listened to that, guys, please, please do. He brought uh, a wealth of broadcasting experience, of course, but also some great experiences from being a director at Oxford and some great stories and, and knowledge. And I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, the night before, I went throwing tomatoes at La Tomatina Festival uh, in Spain. If anyone ever wants to go there, talk to me because I've got some good tips uh, and it's very, very worth the trip. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk again on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend.